Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I'm a licensed marriage family therapist, as well as the host at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. So I first want to thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me and waking me up this morning. also want to thank my loyal listeners for tuning in and listening and their feedback that they have been giving me as it relates to the episodes that I've been presenting. Now, I also want to say that the month of March is still, we're still celebrating Women's Month. So it's not over yet. Now, with today's topic, interesting topic, as it all can be related, because today I'm going to be talking about disappointment. Now, when we talk about disappointment, we know that life is full of ups and downs. And many individuals have found themselves having to deal with unexpected betrayal, loss, heartaches, and it all leads to disappointment. Prior to the show, I'm watching the, the um, trial of um, George Floyd, and it's interesting because I really hope I don't get disappointed in the decisions that they make. And when we start talking about that, whether we're kids or an adult, we all have certain expectations. And a lot of times individuals say, I don't want to expect anything because I'm not going to get it. And part of that is because of disappointment or becoming disappointed. So today's show, we're going to be talking about when one has been disappointed, how do you heal? How do you recover? How do you get back on track? Because like I said, we got our ups and downs. Now, we know that 2020 gave us a year full of disappointment where people's health was at stake, their their money was on the line, people had lost loved ones, people were tired of being quarantined, and yet we're still living in that same time because COVID is still here. And as a matter of fact, the numbers definitely increased in many areas. Because a lot of people thought it was over with. Be disappointed. So we want to be mindful of that. Now, disappointment does not happen, like I said, with another. As many are struggling with disappointment or being disappointed in themselves. Now, that's kind of hard to admit. Because a lot of times, individuals don't own their stuff and the role that they play in some of the decisions that they make. Now, if you want to join in on a conversation, give me a call, because you guys know I do not like talking to myself, but give me a call at 516-387-1914. I'm going to repeat the number, 516-387-1914. Now, if you don't have to watch me on Facebook Live, you can also just click on the link that is attached to the show, and you can just hear it. You can also, if you're not available now, you can listen to the show in demand. You can Google my name, Jeanette Abney, and listen to any of the previous recordings. I've also found that you Google Jeanette Abney, Amazon. They got my old Precious Predictions when I was at um, Voice America on Amazon. You can listen to those. Because I'm finding out that there are a lot of individuals that are really enjoying the content. Because I try to bring to the table topics that many individuals are either struggling with as it relates to their day-to-day life, whether it's parenting issues, relational issues, employment issues, self-esteem issues, whatever it is that they're going through. I try to bring it to the table so that individuals can have a platform to share what they got to say and let it be known that you also have a voice. Now, I want to read to you what I posted to show out on Facebook because you guys know I wait till the last minute to do things. Now, when I put it out there, because I admit my men, when I put it out there, I indicated and I said that um, in life, Things may not always go the way we plan, and that is so true. So there's a saying that goes, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plan. Because many individuals can have one plan, one set of ideas, 
And before they look up, stuff just done went to the left. With things not going the way you always plan, individuals can have hopes, have expectations. Like I said, as it relates to relationship employment. But the thing is, we start talking about also disappointing our children and their behavior. So today, I want to address the different types of disappointment as well as how to deal with it. Because, again, when we talk about this, this is not to be embarrassed, not to, to say I'm laying my dirty laundry out there. This is to give you the opportunity to get some help, voice what you have to say, and let's talk about it. So, again, thank you. So I'm just, because I'm waiting on people to call in, I'm going to just because Google is my best friend sometimes. So we start talking about the types of disappointment. Sometimes a lot of people don't know what to do when situations occur, whether it's a crisis, whether it's just something happening. I heard my grandson, and I was so disappointed in him. Even though I was disappointed, I had to remind myself who his mama and his daddy are. And I was like, oof. And even though this kid got everything you can imagine, sometimes he just don't appreciate it. So he didn't want to go to sleep last night. And then he woke up in the morning and wanted to go get in the bed with his mommy. Then when he didn't want to get up, my daughter tried to get him to try to help him along the way. He kissed her. Just, and I'm just laying in the bed like, Lord, Lord, please, he kicked her. Then when she responded to being kicked in the chair, he had the nerve to say, I'm going to tell my teacher, and I'm going to tell your job on you. I'm going to be like, uh, and, and, and what's supposed to happen after that? So sometimes even children and their expectations. Now, just yesterday, he walked around the store with another toy. Can you buy this for me? Mommy, can you buy this for me? And we're trying to teach him that if you do chores, if you earn something, earn your money, then you can go and buy whatever it is you want. A lady had even dropped her stuff out of the basket, and I had him politely help her pick it up and just to, just, just to teach him you know, things and manners and stuff like that. But just to hear what he said, I'm like, Really? When we start talking about disappointment, and I found an article, and it talks about 13 of the biggest disappointments of adulthood, because kids let them be disappointed all the time. They manage their parents. One of the, the biggest disappointments they have is money. This was probably the most commonly cited, because some individuals feel that they should be much further in life now than where they are. And then some people, like myself, my daughter and I, we went on this little shopping excursion yesterday. I got disappointed because I wanted more money than she did, and I shouldn't have done that. And all I did was was shopping for bathing suits for my birthday. And, like, I'm really going to get in somebody's swimming pool, but I'm going to try. I got about five suits. Like, I'm really going to put on a bathing suit, but they're really cute. So, now, I was very disappointed because I should not have spent as much money as I did, and it has nothing to do with no stimulus check. Now, another thing besides money is not being prepared for life. Now, that is huge because we have many individuals that are going to be graduating from college. Some individuals are going to be transitioning into adulthood because they're going to be turning 18 years old this year, and many individuals are not prepared. I heard someone say that we have to break the taboo of telling kids that they need to move to turn 18. I believe that they should have some kind of plan, and the plan should not start once they turn 18. They should start preparing themselves, and I'm not saying that it's easy because it's not easy, but it's doable. But if we continue to enable our children, we will be stuck with them when they're 30, 40 years old, talking about they don't want to go nowhere, they know you to leave. So not being prepared for life is the second most repeated 
disappointment that individuals have been feeling. They just weren't prepared. And some individuals are not prepared for retirement, meaning people like myself. You know, we in our 50-ish, ish, you can say ish because I don't want to admit to it, but 50-ish. And many individuals have worked many, many, many years, but I don't plan to keep working until I can't just move no more. So we need to start preparing ourselves for certain things. Now, I know that there's certain things that's going to happen, certain things you can't prepare for or when it comes to stuff like that, but we need to get our affairs in order. So not being prepared for life. The next one is time. Time is another thing. I'm never because my friend just, I had to post. I was telling people I, I'm trying to do my little, um, to get this weight off of me because I'm really, I'm not playing with the doctors. So I said that this was my um, my lunch and my breakfast. I, I got I got uh, cantaloupe for breakfast. And you know what? And the interesting part is I'm not even hungry. But I'm going to do this because I'm going to get prepared to get my sexy bag and get this weight off of me. So that's what Jeanette going to do. So I am doing that. So that's and new coffee. So when we start talking about, and I want to get back to this show because I didn't got sidetracked. When we talk about time, several individuals felt a heavy hand that time was one of their biggest disappointment of adulthood because many individuals have wasted a lot of time. They wasted a lot of time with people that they should not have to with in relationships and marriages. They've wasted time on jobs that they realized eventually or still didn't realize that it ain't going nowhere. They've wasted time. Time waits for no man or woman. So we really need to get it together and stop wasting time. Now, Another one that they talk about is with disappointments, losing childhood friendships. That was a disappointment. Now, I experienced that. I admit it. I experienced that. There's people that was in my life I've been friends with. I mean, we talk every now and then. It is what it is. But sometimes people outgrow people. Sometimes and it's not that people think they're better than anyone. If they do, that's on them. But sometimes life takes us in different directions. When I say, and I tell people, even when I'm doing trainings and conferences that I'm confident, some individuals are embarrassed to say that they're from Compton. I'm not embarrassed to say that. Now, I will still come up to my childhood friends. I do not have a problem with that. They know if they need me for anything. Don't ask me to borrow no money because I'm not doing that. But other than that, I ain't got a problem with that. But the loss of childhood friendships, though they would last, thought that they would last forever, was a big disappointment for a lot of individuals, as well as the challenge of getting together in the first place while juggling adult schedules and responsibilities. So when you're raising a family, let's say you have children and you're some of your childhood friends don't. That could be a problem. Or you have a husband and be married, and they don't. So you may not always be able to be at their beck and call and all of the engagements that people have going on. So sometimes individuals just stop. And it's not a bad thing. So I tell people all the time, rejection is not a bad thing all the time. The fifth one that they indicate is retirement, and I had already mentioned that. I said many individuals need to prepare themselves for retirement. You know, it bugs me when I see individuals in their 60s and their 70s. And, I mean, if you want to go to work, go to work. Ain't nobody got, got nothing to say about that. You shouldn't be, have to go to work. Otherwise, you can't pay your bills or you're not going to be able to eat. You're not going to, you know. That's where it's a problem. And I hate to say that many individuals were not taught well, that we were not trained to teach wealth and how to invest and, and how to own our own businesses. I was talking to a friend last and he was talking about how he taught his kids how to hustle. Hey, I love that. Because you have to teach your kids how to survive 
and how to prepare and get ready and put that nest egg away, something happened, you're good. Now, I'm not saying I did because I made a lot of mistakes along the way. I started off doing things, but I will say I retired the first time at age 33. I was 33 years old when I retired, so I'm good. The next one is when we start talking about, oh, okay, I got The next thing is work. A big disappointment was work, both in terms of the quality and regards to having too much or not enough time off. That is a big issue. The next one was freedom. Many individuals are disappointed when it comes to freedom. Now, that can be taken in terms of, I'm going to text this person back, that can be taken in a lot of ways when we start talking about that, the freedom, because we look at life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Many times we get disappointed because that's not always the case. A lot of times individuals, and there are individuals out there that it seems like their goal is to disappoint you. It seems like that's all they want to do. And that's not, I mean, it's like we're fighting for the same thing over and over and over and over again, and people are getting frustrated, very frustrated. And it's one of those things that, like I said, even as I'm watching this show, it's, I'm like, wow, you know, the evidence, it speaks for itself. Sometimes individuals don't want to go against the grain. Or they, you know, don't want to or ruffle anybody's feathers. But I believe in doing the right thing no matter what. When you do the right thing no matter what, you can live with that. Over the weekend, I was watching a movie about a guy. And this guy, and I'm not going to say the guy, an upstanding citizen, because he lived in New York and had some things going on. But the sad part was he was arrested and convicted of a crime he didn't even commit. The person that did the crime told the people, I don't know this man. He was And the man that did it actually got less time than the man that did do it. And what got me the most was the parole board. I had said to myself, if I apply or if I get any other job, I need to go and I need to apply for the position, a position on the parole board. Partly because many individuals need to be educated that they get caught up in a person wanting to admit to being guilty. What if they know that they didn't do it? And then we got individuals that are incarcerated because they have been trying to plead their case for years. Nobody will listen. And it's sad, and that disappoints me because of the simple, and like I said, I've seen this happen. I've heard it happen. I've been there where individuals or individuals had to go before the parole board. And it's like, how you go, if you admit to something and you know you did it, and then later on something happened, they're going to say, well, you said you. No, that is so disappointing when we start talking about freedom and knowing that many individuals' freedom is taken because they want to admit to something that they know good way that they did not do. So, like I said, those were just some of the things that kind of came to mind. Like I said, we started talking about the freedom. Another disappointment was the lack of joy or excitement in life. Now, life is basically based when we start talking about my life lacks joy, I, I'm not excited. This is sad, and it's a sad comment, and it ties in with the loss of freedom associated with adults that the individuals seem to be feeling. Now, we know because of COVID, individuals are not able to go do some of the things that they want to do, used to do. You know, I was like, dang, I can't wait. My husband was kicking so bad. I'm like, I can't wait to go shoot some pool or do something. That way I can get some exercise. So I said, hey, I got a pool table in my house. Let me fix this thing for a little bit. And I'll turn my living room into a pool, a pool joint. 
you know, and I don't mean like like that, but just play pool, watch TV, listen to music, and still enjoy myself. So the joy and excitement for life. Now, I know also that depression is real, and a lot of individuals are dealing with depression, and that could play a part in individuals not so excited for life. I know a lot of individuals have lost loved ones and they're grieving, and that may have something to do with them being excited about life. So that is a few things. But the individuals, when we say that I cannot find my joy, that it's not possible, it is possible. Joy. And start trying to be excited about the little things in life. Just the big things. Just start with the small things. Another disappointment has to do with becoming our parents. I did that already. I, I don't even I don't even worry about that one no more. Several individuals agreed that their biggest disappointment was the realization that they were in becoming their parents. Something they once believed would never happen. I I, I mean, I remember growing up, we you know, like I said, precious predicaments, precious with my mother's nickname, going to school, kids. One kid used to drive me nuts, calling me jeans kid. I remember getting teased because of my nose and all that stuff because my mother had a wide nose. I mean, even to this day, just what, a couple of weeks ago, I'm walking down my childhood street. A young man was like, Jean. I turned around. I said, I didn't manage. You don't even worry about it. He he felt so bad because my mother's been deceived since 2008. And I'm still walking down the street getting called my mother's name. You know, there was that people, neighbors be driving down the street. They look at me outside. They'd be like, and they could do that little double, double take. I'd be like, no, I'm Jeanette. I'm not Jane. I remember my dad used to say, I can't even stand this. You laugh, your voice. You remind me of your mother. So, and that's not only just the looks. Sometimes it's the behavior. Because when I heard my grandson say what he said to my daughter, I was just waiting on the Jeanette to come out because he did the same thing to me. But he, he, he did call the police on me. And that's what it kind of reminded me of when he said what he said. I'm like, oh, Lord, here we go again. So becoming our parent. The tenth one is relationships. And relationships is huge. You know, when you watch shows like Cheaters or, you know, individuals, with individuals, they think that they're going to be together for years. They think that they're in love. They have all of these hopes, expectations, only to find out that that person is just not into you. I was watching a show the other night, and Brian McKnight was on there, and I had never heard his backstory. And he had shared that his mother loved his father more than his father loved his mother. And I said, ooh, that's an interesting way of putting that. And a lot of times that happens when we're talking about a relationship. People say a relationship should be 50-50. No, not 50-50. It really should be 100-100, meaning I'm going to put in 100, you going to put in 100. Because if i got to give 50 and you got to give 50, where do you little 50 go with? So a lot of times we start talking about a relationship, sometimes individuals commit to people that are not able to commit back to them, and it becomes a one-sided relationship or a unhealthy, toxic relationship. Now, if you see, and people say, because like I said, as a therapist, I hear so much when it comes to relationships, but when I hear people say, I'm Flags. I'd be like, uh, did you see the yellow ones? You know, the yellow flags come before the red flags. So where, where was the caution at? Did you, when did you realize this just was not going to work? But a lot of times individuals are disappointed because they feel that they've invested so much into that person or with that person or they invested so much only to be disappointed. And I would say keep it pushing. Now, choices. Now, when we're talking about the different types of disappointments, 
decisions that we made. A respondent indicated that they felt disappointed about the pressure to choose a life direction requiring some sort of significant sacrifice. For an example, do they choose an exciting and adventurous life of travel and taking risks but possibly end up broke and alone, or do they sacrifice for a safer, less remarkable life? Now, not only is the choice of, of making the choice, decision-making and decision-making skills. Because we make choices, and we go make choices no matter what. I had to make the choice on what I was going to wear today. I'd already made a choice of what we we're going to talk about today. Making choices. I always say make a choice that you can live with. You can live with your choices, then that's all that matters. And, yeah, there may be some times that we may make wrong choices, but you're able to pick up and keep it pushing. The 12th one they indicate is high school mentality. And they did something, and they looked at, and they found that the immature, gossipy drama of high school completely vanished as they had hoped. They expected to encounter a world of mature adults. Now, that's cute. So basically, they were disappointed because they thought that once they got became an adult, that everybody else was going to become an adult too and grow up. But what they found was that the individuals that are adults still act like they just back in high school. You know, like my nephew used to say, they to the playground. The 13th one they said was sick. Disappointed. So I know that there's some people out there that have been with some people, and when they come, they say like, "Really? Really?" So they said that they had a misperception, and they were either disappointed of how they thought things were gonna go, or disappointed in how things was going. But those were just some things, and all the information came from pretty much except for what I added to it, which was psychcentral.com. We wanted to talk about some of the different things or different types of disappointment, and not only just talking about different types of disappointment, but I said that I was going to give you some information on how to even deal with being disappointed. I said that is a struggle when you get your hopes up high or you, oh, I have to add this one. One of the things that with disappointment is to go to a place that people tell you, oh, their food is good, or the service is great, and you get there and you be like, really? Really? This is not what I expected. So we know that disappointment has a lot to do with meeting our expectations. Now, if you want to call in, because I do want to hear your feedback, give me a call at 516-387-1914. I know some of you may be watching now or what's going on. I'm reading the words as I'm doing all of this at the same time because I want to do because I don't want to be disappointed. Now, I want to give you some advice for dealing with disappointment. And this is coming from GeraldPsychiatry.com, and they talk about advice for dealing with disappointment. And we know that disappointments are a reality. In everybody's life, not just mine, not just your, just your parents, but in everybody's life, and it's due to the fact that it's helpful if individuals learn how to successfully deal with stressful feelings. Now, when I say stressful feelings, things are not going to always go your way. Like I said yesterday, when we were out shopping, and my little grandson wanted a remote control vehicle. He's not grateful for things he gets. He got a whole lot of remote control vehicles. And I just bought him a Batman one for his birthday. But yet, the one that he was trying to bring to me yesterday, even though it was only $20, we had to try to teach him. And I told my daughter, you going to give him that prep talk before we go in this store? So he would be thinking that he can just get whatever he wants. The thing she said was, it don't matter because they're going to put everything in your basket anyway. So I tried to get away from them so he wouldn't be just putting stuff in my basket like his father used to do. So when we start about dealing with stressful feelings of disappointment. Now, there are a few strategies that can help individuals 
use or that they can use when dealing with setbacks and other things in their life. I said on the show I was doing an extreme makeover with Lyric and on her show, and I had shared with a woman that sometimes a setback is a setup for a comeback. Now, one might say, Jeanette, what do you mean by that? It depends on how you look at it or how you look at the situation. Some individuals may view it as a problem, but it can also be the chance of a lifetime, depending on how you view it, how you weigh it, how you perceive it, and if we change our perspective of it. Now, we start talking about the stressful feelings of disappointment, and we look at it in a positive and health manner. There are a few helpful strategies that individuals can use when dealing with setbacks and other disappointments. Now, we know that disappoints are in many ways just another form of sadness. I didn't get what I wanted. I'm upset. Like I said, it's a promotion. You could have applied for a job and not even realize that you was overqualified for the position. That happened before too. I go on my little modes where I be like, I'm gonna find me a job. I'm gonna like, Jeanette, what the hell you need a job for when you want to? But sometimes I'll just be like, I can go do something else. And I was looking at it from the position that I can go and learn something, that I can learn how to manage things differently instead of environment was my plan. But when we start talking about that, the feelings of loss remind individuals the difference that they want versus what they have, meaning I'm disappointed because I wanted this and I don't have it, but then you got to think about, did you really need it? Now, individuals can accidentally set themselves up for disappointment when they realize that, lot, that their expectations are not materializing in their life. I can go back to a relationship. If you've been in a relationship for 10 years and y'all not married, something wrong with that picture. Or if you've been in a relationship for, let's say, a year and you see it's not going anywhere, or you by your name, or your name is just a pet name, do we even know your name? So my where that's coming from. So my point is, a lot of times, we want things, we don't really need things. We may it may be great for that person, or we may have thought it would be great for that person to be in that life, but that person may have been more of a burden on us or can't even add to your life. Why waste your time? So people remember that these experiences of disappointment can provide valuable about their attitudes and their value systems. Now, that's the easier way to look at and kind of change your situation. Now, one of the things that they indicate, use distress tolerance technique. Now, I ain't never heard of this one. But it's actually the sum of the principles and practices from what's called cognitive behavioral therapy. Now, we talk about cognitive behavioral therapy. That's a form of therapy where you focus on your thought process. Now, this kind of therapy with a didactical behavioral, or DBT, was originally created to treat borderline personality disorders. Now, some may not realize, because we just now started talking about narcissistic personality disorders or a person that's narcissistic, but an individual that has been diagnosed borderline personality disorder that's a very interesting thing to work with because it's either going to be black or it's going to be white. There is no in the middle. There is no negotiating. There's no compromising. It's going to either be I love you or I hate you. Not that I like you or not that I'm disappointed in you. And a lot of people are talking about individuals with borderline personality disorders. Most individuals borderline personality disorders find it difficult to maintain relationships. Now, I'll be honest with you, even as a therapist, because I'm not trying to take on no new clients because my, my book, but the main two 
issues or presenting issues that is a challenge for me is borderline personality disorder and depression. Not what I choose to do because my personality is too bubbly, and I know that depression is real, but by that same time, some individuals, they become addicted, and they get used to it, and they become comfortable being that way, and that's knowledge for me because I can't make you want to let go of something that you belong to. And with borderline personality disorder, I can't make you compromise if you already got your mind made up. So I don't even want to waste my time. I'll be like, mm-mm, can't do it. Sorry. So when they talk about the tolerance technique, it's a behavioral skill. Distress tolerance is a person actually perceives the ability to stand up to the emotional distress. Meaning, what are you disappointed about? Think about it. How can you either let it go or how is it going to be beneficial? Now, the more a person is aware of their thoughts and their feelings and their behavior, the easier it is to rebound from the disappointment. And I'm going to repeat that. The more a person is aware of their thoughts, Meaning, what are you thinking, feeling, what are you feeling, and why are you feeling this, and behavior, what are you doing, why are you acting like this, it's easier to rebound from the disappointment. Because you start seeing what you're doing, and you're like, did I really just go out there and say it was feeling that way? Was I thinking that way? Really? So, in order to the goal, individuals need to reflect on their emotions and consciously make better decisions. However, the use of distress tolerance technique is easier to accomplish with the guidance of a trained mental health professional. So it's something that you might want to seek therapy about, life coach about, or someone that is trained in the mental health field because they can help you on track when you start bringing up this, what you disappointed about. Another thing that they about in regards to advice for helping to get over disappointments is control of negativity. Wow. A lot of times we start talking about negativity. There are some individuals that don't have nothing positive to say. Practically everything that comes up their mouth is negative. Now, these of disappointments are tough enough to deal with by many individuals. However, individuals need to place stressful events in context, meaning what is really bothering you? Why are you so disappointed? The words performed was called a reality check and are things really as bad as the person really thinks. Now, when we start talking about that and each new day can create new situations and can generate new disappointments. Get up in the morning, thought it was going to be a sunny day, it's raining. Something happened, driving on the freeway, you get a flat tire, something up, you ran over something. Or you get home, house ain't clean. Or electricity no went out, all your food is spoiled. So a lot of times, things, some things you just have enough control over, and it's okay to be disappointed in that, but you don't have to stay disappointed. And after the feelings, the first pain appointment, individuals should step back and assess the overall situation. Feelings can seem real and very important, but these thoughts are not always a true perspective of reality. So a lot of times we get disappointed and it's like when you really think about it, it's like, you know what? I'm that mad about that. I, I'm able to go. So individuals can sometimes be dramatic and believe that this is the most horrible thing that they could have ever experienced. Now, like I said, when we first heard about we thought it was going to be over by the summertime. Then we thought, okay, because they said if it's hot, the virus can't live. When it's hot or it's not going to be able to survive, we'll make it through. Then we heard that, you know, when it gets cold, it's Oh, people are not going to be going outside. It's going to be raining. The virus is going to go away. And we like, wait a minute. 
still here. And individuals just became impatient because individuals became disappointed because they didn't know if they could trust what they was hearing. So now they're taking matters into their own hands to where people are running out, going out and about, but still going on. So when we start talking about these also with negativity, individuals can let negative emotions like disappointment grow into a serious mental condition like depression. So that's when we go into the old, oh, it's me, or individuals start wanting to have a pity party. But we got to think about it and look at this perspective is instead view the experience as an opportunity for growth. Many people should view these negative emotions as a temporary feeling and not a permanent state of mind. The longer a person felt on their disappointment, the more likely they are to become discouraged and negative about the situation. So, you know, we have individuals that complain all the time, nothing ever makes them happy, always pretty much disappointed things, no matter what you do. Sometimes it's best to avoid those type of individuals or situations so you don't get caught up or sucked into that. The next thing to talk about is become more resilient and flexible. Now, I found that, especially with dealing with people, I don't get disappointed as much as I used to be younger because I realized some people are just not able. I realized that I had to be flexible. I realized that things was not going to always be my way, even though I do my adult temper tantrums sometimes, and my co-therapist, sister from another mother, be like, I need to give you a Scooby snack because you, you, you're a right now, Jeanette. So I had to learn to just be more flexible. It don't mean I got to agree with everything. It don't mean I got to go along with everything. But I'm more willing to compromise when it comes to certain situations. Now, when we start talking about become more resilient and flexible, that individuals could benefit if they focus on what they can control versus what they cannot control. And that is huge. Because once they realize and accept the things that they're unable to control this way, individuals will learn to take disappointment and stride. Meaning it's like, Oh, well, I had an ex of me to say two tears and something else came after that, but can't say that on radio. So when we start talking about that, this means that the essence of resilience, it's okay and natural to feel disappointed. But again, this is a temporary state and people need to find a way to move forward. Keep it, push it. Because when life does not unfold according to plan, Individuals may interpret this to mean that they're not going to get what they want. My pastor used to say, delayed does not mean denied. Just because you didn't get it right now doesn't mean that it was for you. Now, even going into that is the actual, there are actually many ways to achieve and obtain what is needed in life. And these ways could be that individuals may not even have heard of yet, because it's sad as most individuals want what's called immediate gratification. They want it the Burger King way, have it my way. It always work like that. So sometimes we have to get a better grip on what is within our control and what's not in our control. So some would say, okay, if that's the case, what do I do with children? How do I, my child, not have a temper tantrum because they're upset they want something? Now, I cannot count the number of times that I've either heard it from my grandkids. I mean, I just heard it recently about my granddaughter. When they want something or they're not going to get something, and sometimes parents think it's a form of manipulation, like with his um, car he's walking around the store with, 
one of the things we have to do, and this is and this is from forthefamily.org, and they talk about five tips to help your kids handle disappointment. Because if we don't teach our children how to handle disappointment, we will turn into or have the possibility of turning into teenagers disappointed and acted things out to young adults with entitlement issues and unrealistic expectations to older adults, and then you'd be like, wow, really? You didn't learn this? So one of the things they talk about is settle your own heart first, parents. When we decided, and when we're talking about some of the things that are children with the virtual schools, with COVID and what's going on, that was the best option for children. We knew that we were going to have issues with people not wanting to return back to school. I get calls from parents, and they're talking about my kids don't want to go to school. And my question is, are they being bullied? Are they having anxiety? Are they afraid of catching COVID? You know, so you want to try to hear them out to hear what the child has to say in regard to why they're disappointed. So that's one of the things that you can do is first settle your own heart first. Don't make it to where it's my decision and where I say go. So another thing is have that hard conversation with your child. Kids know far more than what we give them credit for. A lot of times we think that, oh, they're too young. But when that little sucker said this morning, I'm going to tell my teacher on you and your, your, your job. I was like, really? <laughs> That's what your plan is? Where are you going after that? Who going to take care of you after that? So have the hard conversation. When bad news comes, it's beneficial or it isn't beneficial for individuals to hide it or, or downplay it. Now, I'm not saying talk to kids about things that kids should know about. It should be age appropriate. You want your child to have a say. I'm not saying that if parents are getting the divorce, that one parent should go tell the kid, well, you know your mama did this, or you know your daddy did this. No, that's not for the kids to know. Sometimes kids are not as disappointed as you think they are. They just want to know that their life is okay and that both parents still love them. And I've heard kids say, I just want to make sure I don't have to give up my room. They don't care what their parents said was going on or where the parents was going to sleep. As long as I don't have to give up my room, I'm okay with it. So that's a huge thing when we start talking about the heart population. You want to make sure that it's age appropriate. You're not giving them too much information. And you don't want to have that conversation when you're full of emotions, especially anger, because you might say things that you may later regret. Another thing is be full of grace. Now, our children are living in the same strange world that we are. And not only don't they have the emotional maturity as many adults are supposed to have, because there's a lot of adults that don't have emotional maturity either. But their big emotions almost always lead to big reactions. So sometimes when things don't go that way, they want to scream. They want to throw tantrums. I remember my son, when he was little, he was standing on his tippy toes and just scream. And people say, oh, my God, he's going to be an opera singer. And I would get so upset. I'm like, no. Whether I bought it or whether I didn't buy it, he was still Go stand on his tiptoes and scream. So that's his reaction. And the child may become more disobedient or more withdrawn than usual. And it's been helpful for individuals to handle the behavior with extreme gentleness, meaning don't be so hard on your kid when they're disappointed. Don't, when the, you know, I've heard parents. Hey, well, you know, right now we can't afford this, or, you know, right now, you know, don't be, well, you know, I'm, daddy didn't give me no child support, and da, da, da. don't, don't, 
don't don't do that. Don't do that. And and speaking of that, I was watching, I was reading something yesterday when I was in my daughter. I was reading my Yahoo News. My daughter told me, she said, Mom, your your news is, is depressed. You just not even read that. And I'm thinking that we're talking about with Full of Grace. And I was with Holly Berry. And it says something about her child support was cut from $16,000 a month to $8,000 a month. What child needs $8,000 a month for child support? And there's a lot of women that are very disappointed in the father of their children because some of these fathers are making these mothers pay that amount of money in child support. I was like, oh, my goodness. I mean, I, I just couldn't imagine. <laughs> So I am quite sure she's relieved that she now has been cut $8,000, but still $8,000 a month in child support. So the kid shouldn't have to hear, well, your mama didn't, or your daddy didn't, and that's why I can't buy you a pair of socks today. So be full of grace. And another one is, this the child up. When kids have been struggling greatly to cope with disappointment, they have what's called the double-down effect, and their efforts may seem like, you know, I'm never going to get it or things are, you know, but you want to find a way to lift your child up and lift your child's spirits, you know, give them more options. So you want to do things to, to help them as well as give them hope. Now, we talk about hope. I'm not saying lie to the child, make things up, but you want to know we're doing our best. God's in control. And as long as we do what we're supposed to do, that's all we can do is just do our part. And sometimes, like I said, with kids, you want to make sure you're honest with Not to the point where you're just giving them too much information, but you do want to be honest. Just, just be honest. Now, I've shared quite a few things in regards to how to deal with disappointment. I have some more information. Even as we talk about what disappoints us, the expectation. Sometimes we expect individuals to do better. We would like them to do better. And for whatever reason, they're not out of our control, but it should not have an impact on how, again, cognitively we think, how we feel, and how we behave, especially if they don't know any better. Even though this may sound natural, may seem like it makes a lot of sense, and a lot of individuals got hit or get hit with the wrong assumption, and the disappointment lurk under the because they can hold on to the disappointment, and that disappointment in relationships can turn into resentment and lead to a whole lot of anger and strife and disbelief by, I don't believe you did this to me. Now, sometimes we've got to realize it's just the way of life. And I want to say this in talk about relationships. Oh, my hands are starting to hurt. Is with relationships, Individuals try to engage themselves in relationships with individuals that are emotionally unavailable. Now, emotionally unavailable doesn't just mean that they're married or they're with someone. Sometimes they may be going through some things and they're not ready for a relationship. It doesn't mean that they're not interested in you. It doesn't mean that they don't want time with you. And what happens is the other person will try to manipulate things to try to make that person want to be with them. That don't work. Sometimes it will actually run the other person away from you, and the other person may start trying to avoid you. So yourself up when we start talking about things of that nature, especially as it relates to a relationship. And when we start talking about emotionally unavailable, if a person wants to be you, they would. You know, even I remember when I was last married, my husband used to get so mad at me. Say I was a, I work 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 work, but let it come to a funeral. I'll take time off to go to a funeral. I'll make a way. 
and spent my time the way I wanted to spend my time. So if a person to be with you, they will make the time for you. That is true. Now, I'm not seeing, now, if the person is active duty military, have to be deployed, that's a whole different scenario. In those situations, enjoy the time that you do spend together. Wasted arguing and bickering over what you didn't get and appreciate what time you do have with this person. Now, when we start talking about things just being, like I said, a way of life, sometimes I'm just in a bad mood. That was one of the things that I sent my daughter today. It was an article. She told me to look at about kids and their, their moods because some individuals are moody. But expectations, pretty much the root of all what we call heartaches. I expected more. I thought that they would to me. They made promises to me. Or they didn't tell me that they was with someone. You saw them yellow flags. You knew. But you wanted more. And disappointed really in yourself. Now, whoever shares talking about knowledge about disappointment can state that it is a feeling of false expectation. That will start his explanation. But when we start talking about the, um, the moods and the expectations, first you got to get back to what was you expecting. you got to remember that those feelings can change. But I want to get to some steps of what individuals can get do. Identify what made you disappointed. You got to acknowledge it. Don't just sweep it up under the rug because sometimes the other person may not even know. You can also use I statements. I felt blank when blank. Then the person will become very defensive. But if you identify what made you disappointed, that is key in the first step to healing from being disappointed is to identify what made you disappointed. Now, a lot of times individuals don't want to own it. They don't want to admit to it, but that's not going to help you. Find pleasure in the disappointment. Now, we're like, I'm not going to find pleasure in just getting my heart broke or just getting denied a job or my house did not go into escrow that I wanted. But finding pleasure in a disappointment is about strengthening your character. Pleasure is about satisfaction. And your satisfaction should be that you pass one massive character test. I use humor. I laugh no matter what. I'm just going to laugh it off. So when we start talking about that, when we start to be grateful, that you plan that iron him into your you upgrade your level of greatness, meaning your character. Another thing is on the right side. You know, I heard a, somebody say one time, stop looking at these, well, stop looking at these bozos thinking they're your boys. No. Even with men, stop settling. For women that you know you don't want to be wife. Don't so look on the bright side of things. It's very important. And I know we only have a minute left on the show, but boost your mood motivation. So when you become more motivated and you start looking at things differently, your attitude will determine your altitude. Remember in life, individuals will disappoint us. Things may not always go the way we want them. Delayed is not denied. And just because you're disappointed, that you have to hold on to that or punish the person that you feel disappointed you. Just keep it pushing. I tell individuals, sometimes the best revenge is success. When you know that you've given all that you could, and that person couldn't do it, let it go. Move on. So I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments, Blog Talk Radio. i got to get back to seeing clients, so they already know my session. And 
tomorrow is Tuesday, and that's when we do the show from the pulpit to the county. So I got to connect with this lady T and find out what topic we're going to use because me trying to lose some weight and my eating patterns have changed. I can't think and function. So I'm hungry right now. In my mouth. So thank you for joining me. Talk to you tomorrow. Press the predicaments. Radio. Again, if you have any topics you want me to discuss, inbox me. Let me know. Guests on the show, I would love to have you. Thank you again for listening and enjoy the rest of your day.